This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, people. How are you doing? I hope all is well. I hope you all are blessed. I know you're highly favored. (laughs) That is, that is, that is, that is. If you belong to the Lord and you are serving Him, living for Him with all your heart, then you are highly favored by Him. Um, That's the point that I'm making. I know some of you are highly favored, okay? It's good to be with you. Um, I am well. I'm well myself. Uh, last week was a bit of a rough week. Um, had some personal challenges of my own. I won't get into a lot of details. I'll just say that um, I experienced some flooding in my um, home, <laughs> and that wasn't wasn't fun at all. And so that had me kind of um, tied up and stressed and whatnot, but I just thank the Lord. I thank the Lord for um, his reminders. I thank him for his reminders. You know, um, instead of me getting a negative attitude about it, I just said, Lord, please help me to have a positive attitude. Thank you that I am able to um, have the use of my limbs. I am healthy. I I can do this physical labor. I had to pull my shop back out and um, finish assembling it, and I had to vacuum water and wade through water and move things around. Oh, my goodness. But the Lord helped me. He helped me. And then um, on Sunday, and that was just one of the one of the things that I dealt with last week, but on Sunday um, I was just, prayerful about it, had fallen asleep, prayerful about everything that I was dealing with, and the Lord just um, brought a scripture to my mind as I woke up that morning. He reminded me of how there's a scripture that talks about uh, the enemy. I believe it was in um, Isaiah, because I read from it um, when I spoke on Sunday, where it says that um, the enemy, when the enemy comes in, like a flood, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard against him. So the Lord brought that back to my remembrance, and that that helped me. That helped me to think about things spiritually and think about the warfare that we are in, that, that this is truly a spiritual battle that we're in each and every day. And then um, today... 
on the tales of some other um, bad news that I received uh, Saturday, the Lord began to remind me of another um, scripture, and it says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I actually began to sing a couple of songs that I knew that those words were in. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And then that kind of helped me to lift my spirits. And I even um, reached out to one of the sor- one of the ministries that I'm um, um, partnered with and asked them for some additional support. I'm giving you some examples here, people, of how to deal with traumas and stresses and issues when they come. <laughs> I reached out and just put in a prayer request for myself, you know, because in addition to my own personal things, um, others have been reaching out to me and needing support and love and encouragement. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. That's how my week was. It's good to be back live with you. God is good, and I'm still giving him the praise. Now, with that being said, I'm going to jump into tonight's topic. And it's a, it's a doozy. It's a heavy, it's a heavy topic. But if you have been paying attention to hopefully any news, um, I haven't seen uh, any mainstream news um, in a minute, so the sources that I get my news from are not mainstream, but it's been on those sources. It's been on those sources, and um, the, the reason I watch some of these sources is because the mainstream media does not tell you everything that's going on and certainly doesn't tell you anything that would expose them or our government or the systems of the world for who and what they truly are. Um, if they do talk about the topics, they put them in a positive light instead of in the light of the truth, instead of in the light that they truly are in, okay? So if you've been watching any credible news, then you know that the issue and the topic of pedophilia, pedophilia, yes, that's what I said, pedophilia, is in the news these days. Okay, so I'm titling this program Pedophilia Today. If you have any minors in your area or in your company, you might want to... um, use discretion as far as whether or not you think that they can handle this topic. I'm going to talk about it from a biblical and spiritual perspective, so I'm not going to be crude with it myself. And sadly, this is something that our children, our children are having to deal with um, full force in your face, in their faces, Poor babies, whether they want to or not, Satan has gotten so bold, he's gotten so bold that he is trying to literally shove this agenda 
down our children's throats, down parents' throats by any means necessary. Um, He's trying to do it in hidden ways. He's trying to assert the authority of parents and even say that the parents don't even have the right to know that they're teaching and pushing this agenda. That's how you know that it is purely, 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 purely a satanic and evil agenda, okay? Just to name a few, just to name a few of the current issues that have brought this topic to the front lines. Number one, number one, I think this, uh, yeah, this was going on before. Yeah, okay, so the first one was the hearings that were being conducted um, over the nominee that uh, O. Biden uh, chose to fill the Supreme Court empty seat, okay? I um, I am not even going to give her the respect or honor of using her name. If you are paying attention to news, um, you can, you'll know who I'm talking about. Um, supposedly this gesture or this nomination was done because of her um, ethnicity, but I have um, disagreed with that. I have, I am disagreeing with that. I am, when I discuss this issue with anyone, I'm telling them that this uh, had very little to do with her ethnicity other than to use it, other than to use it to cause people of the same hue to celebrate and feel excited and believe that this is one step forward for racial equality. Um, it was it was manipulation, more manipulation. But the real issue that began to surface and boil over during the hearings was apparently this judge's history and her take and some of the rulings that she has given and the punishments that went with those rulings concerning pedophiles, concerning pedophiles who had molested, sexually abused children from the ages of eight years old up to, I don't remember the the high end, if it was 16 or or just what the high end was, but I remember the low end, as young as eight years old, in order to make pictures, someone, these, these these little babies, these children were not acting. They had to be actually abused and misused to get pictures for this individual to enjoy. And this so-called justice, this so-called judge, was, from what I was told, very sympathetic 
for the abuser. And granted, what I know about these kinds of situations, there could have been some abuse in that young man's history. I, I get that. I get that. But I'll be back after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. Thank God I am free. I Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal, it's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. back with you. I am talking about a pretty um, pretty heavy topic, a pretty heavy subject. Um, I am talking about pedophilia today. There has been a lot of, uh, huh, how should I say, situate, there's been a lot in the news, in the news lately because of current events because of current situations. 
<clears throat> one situation was the recent justice that was appointed, uh, confirmed to the Supreme Court with a history of being extremely lenient on uh, pedophiles, sex offenders. Um, basically, a slap on the wrist. Basically, she more or less gave a slap on the wrist to um, individuals who had abused children. I was invited to be on a panel. Um, uh, was it wasn't this past Saturday? I believe it was the Saturday before. I was invited to be on a panel um, with a a man that um, he's on Orbeez. Well, he's actually on quite a few platforms. His, his name is Jerry uh, Kruger, and he pulled together several uh, women who were uh, various, um, you know, from various places in the nation, some in California. Um, I have my notes somewhere as far as I can't remember all, I think, just different locations in the nation, and he wanted our take on that situation with that particular judge because he, he shared some videos with us where people were pretty, pretty upset, pretty to the point of tears, pretty disturbed and crying about the fact that the Democratic Party and the O'Biden administration would appoint someone with such a track record to that seat. And I I um, understood the frustration and the sorrow and uh, everything about it, but I have to look at this from the spiritual perspective. And I had to remind them all that as upsetting as it is, you need to see the whole picture. And the whole picture is this. This is exactly what the Biden administration are trying to do. They they used her color to benefit them in other ways, but their main agenda is to perpetuate and to push sexual immorality of all kind, not just pedophilia. I I um I'm jumping around a little bit, but I I reminded I told the ladies and in my speaking I said you know this is this is what happens when a, a nation or a people forget God this is not new this is what happens in any society any community any home any nation where people reject and forget God Okay, you have to see this for what it is. We are in a battle between good and evil. Satan is trying all that he knows how to destroy this nation, to destroy families, to destroy children, to destroy anything and everything that God loves that God ordains, that God says is good. So they purposely picked someone who would help to further advance their agenda. 
in politics, they call these people liberal. Well, in Scripture, uh, they this would be called an unrighteous judge, okay, uh, a lewd and lascivious person, um, and some other things, but I don't want to jump too far ahead of myself. Um, one of the other situations, and, and I did have more, more feedback to offer, but I'm going to try to sum up both um, both situations the same way before I um, jump in there with my the rest of the feedback that I had to offer. But the second situation that is causing a major stir, and I'm so glad to see this, I, I in my own circle, didn't see too much backlash um, from people in my circle about the Supreme Court justice. Sadly, sadly, people that I know were congratulating and talking about this being a moment in history, um, you know, and a, and a positive moment in history because of the color of this woman's skin, which only confirmed what I'm saying, the lack of morality the lack of, and sadly, some of these people, just like some of the other issues that have happened, were professing to be Christians, but they didn't care. I had a, I had a conversation with someone on Facebook where she was professing to be a Christian, and she said she agreed with me about my concerns and my issues about the immor- immorality and those, but that was not her point, she said. She agreed with me, but that was not her point. That was not her priority. What was priority is that this woman was a woman of color, and this lady could relate to the fact that she had been, she felt she had been racially um, mistreated, and so she thought this woman was being racially mistreated because she was being grilled and questioned about her background, her decisions, her stand, her values, and this young lady said that's what she related to. That's what upset her and why she made her post in defense of the woman. And I replied and said that a Christian, as a Christian, our priority is supposed to always be the Lord first, a righteous standard first. Um, If we've got issues, if we've got issues of any kind that cause us to choose that over what's right and over the Word of God, you're on dangerous territory. You're on dangerous territory you're you're in bad shape okay so back to the second issue disney goes woke for the record i hate this term woke i hate the term woke because it's deceptive it is deceptive um this is not about anybody being woke they're they're using that word as though it's a positive word and as though this is people's basically being enlightened and having better understanding and being, you know, the woke generation. Well, I was surprised when I was doing some studies um, a few weeks ago, I believe. I was doing some personal study 
um, just that I do every so often for my own self. And I pulled out this book that I have not had a chance to read, and I want to um, read it. Um, I just started skimming through it a little bit because it went along with some some of the other things that I was studying. And it was called, um, oh, my goodness, what was it called? Genetic Armageddon, I believe it was called. I want to say it was Genetic Armageddon by someone named Stephen Quayle. You know, when I bought the book years ago, I was intrigued by some of the information that I saw on this program. It was a prophecy in the news type program, Prophecy Watch or something like that. And I read one of the books, but I didn't get to all of the books. And I thought about the things that are unfolding right before our very eyes right now. The 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 issues with the jabs and the mRNA um, components of the jabs and just different genetic things, genetically modified things and uh, some other crazy things that I've been hearing and seeing in in the news. And I thought about this book and I just happened to start kind of cruising through it just a little bit and I was surprised to see that term, woke. In this book, and this book is an old book. It's not a new book. I, I can't remember off the top of my head the year of the book, but it's not a new I think it was at least 10 years old, at least, okay? And the term woke was in there, and it was being used to describe the same exact thing that happened when Adam and Eve rebelled against God and ate of the forbidden tree, of the knowledge of good and of evil. And the enemy, Satan, through the serpent, told them that they would be enlightened, that if they rebelled against God, they ate against this tree, that they would in fact be enlightened, a.k.a., i.e., woke. And I said, oh, my goodness, that's where this term comes from. It is an expression that describes people that have basically truly rebelled against God, truly sold out against God, and they are being enlightened from the dark side. They're being enlightened from um, the enemy of God. So Disney goes woke in the last at least week, there has been leaked video of one of Disney's head um, employees. Ah, more after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. (laughs) A black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes 
dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, I am back, and I am talking about a tough topic tonight, pedophilia today. And I was just getting into the the um, second second event that is um, in the news these days, and it's the fact that Disney Disney supposedly went woke, decided to go woke decided to spread their enlightenment that what what they believe that they're enlightened about um, in a more prevalent way let's put it like that <laughs> try to really 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 advance their cause of perverting society of perverting children of destroying children okay if you haven't heard this is what was going on one of the lead uh, people at disney i don't want to give the wrong title but one of the lead people uh, supposedly was in a meeting with some disney staff and she was also a woman of color, like the Supreme Court uh, justice. And she was literally bragging and bubbly, like overjoyed, excited, so excited that she couldn't hardly even talk. And she was telling them how she was so glad to be there and that that she was given freedom, just like carte blanche, to insert, and these are her words, these are her words, because I watched the video more than once, as much queerness, as much queerness into the Disney movies and toys and things for the children as she possibly could. And she was just so excited about it. She said she didn't have to, to even worry about it. She was just thrilled about it. Okay. That has been going on um, 
I've seen postings of people showing different characters have been added to the Disney um, shows, and and they've added transgender roles, and they've added, um, you know, just different forms of perversion into some of the Disney movies. So if parents have been paying attention, this has already been happening. But I don't think that parents, you know, because Satan is so subtle, so subtle, I don't think many parents knew to what extent this was happening. And this leaked video opened some eyes on a huge scale because all across the nation, people began to boycott Disney. They're actually they're actually boycotting Disney outside of the California location now. Okay, I saw footage of that. People are actually boycotting. They're out there with bullhorns and they're protesting. Okay, people begin to call for Disney's um, <clears throat> um, uh, basically for people to withdraw their uh, subscriptions to some of Disney's. Uh, children's programs apparently i i didn't even know that there was you know because my grandbaby we she does she hardly watches anything like that anyway we usually subscribe to some christian bible um bible programs that she really 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 loves and her mom is very careful about what she allows her to see <clears throat> because we did know that these things were already happening but uh, apparently um I, I saw um, after a few days after all this hit the fan, um, an article that a pastor post, and he said that Disney's stock dropped so bad, so low. I think he said it dropped by 70%, and that their subscriptions dropped down to 50%. Like 50% of the population had withdrawn their subscriptions to Disney. And he supposedly came out and uh, and apologized and said that their decision to go woke was a mistake. Um, that's not what you. That's not what sounds like true repentance or acknowledgement of sin or wrong or unrighteousness or, you know, it's like, uh oh, we're losing money, so I better do something about it. So, anyway. Disney's agenda to insert queerness, as they call it, into their programming in order to introduce it to children is the same thing that we used to call grooming. <clears throat> same thing that that um, I've heard called grooming, where pedophiles began to seduce children with treats and goodies and tell them how pretty they are and things of that nature and begin to groom them before they actually make an advance towards them to kind of set them up, okay? This is what Disney has been doing, and I guess they thought that they were at a place I guess they thought that they were at a place that we can go for broke now. We can just go for this now. We can just do it um, because we're just going to, you know, come out the closet and just go for it. And thankfully, thankfully, it appears and it seems like it backfired on them because there are people that are actually 
more awake than they realized. Not woke, but awake <laughs> than they realized. Okay. So what is this really all about? What is this pedophilia and this agenda really all about? Um, I'm going to go back to 20. 20- 2014 as my frame of reference. Now, of course, it's been building up longer than that. And, of course, none of this is new to mankind's history. It's not new to mankind's history. But from my frame of reference, I'm going to go back to approximately 2014. I did a radio program because during that time frame, Obama, Obama was the puppeteer and the spokesperson for the perverted society's agenda. Somebody was pulling his coat strings. Um, He was willing to sell out, and he began to push for the same-sex unions. They call it same-sex marriage. I never accepted that. I never, I don't qualify that by using that term because that's a lie that's a lie you cannot you cannot two men cannot marry and two women cannot marry according to the bible according to god so he began to push for and they succeeded in passing the same sex union laws and i was very distraught and upset about it at the time um, I was vocal and participated in in, in trying to um, come against that agenda, but I was saying how that once you open the doors, basically to something like that, you are fanning the flames. One thing is going to lead to another. Okay, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. All it was doing was opening the door so that they could do exactly what they're doing now. This is how long they have been plotting and scheming and planning this. And actually, I even read somewhere where this went all the way, truly went all the way back to the 80s, that there were people before Obama that were actually pushing for these types of bills to be passed all the way back in the 80s. But our society was still more wholesome. Our society was more righteous, knew right from wrong. We were in a better place than we are now. And they weren't able. They weren't able to succeed. Well, when Obama got in there, things had clearly changed because people put him in there. He didn't get in there on his own. People voted him in, and people put him in there. He was a reflection of the hearts of the people in this nation, who, like the person that I was interacting with on Facebook, didn't care about his agenda. They only cared about the color of his skin, and they were only concerned about their hurts and wounds and seeing him as some sort of a savior or some sort of a... uh, a reason to to be grateful that the racial inequality was being addressed. It was not. They were being used just like this Chief Justice 
was used to manipulate the people, okay? But this is what I talked about on my radio program. You can probably still go back and find it. I believe it was called Fanning the Flames, all right? You can get a more complete picture. During that time, Obama was even pushing for the age of consent, the age of sexual consent to be lowered, I believe, to 14. He wanted to reduce the age of consent from, like, 18 or whatever it was uh, federally to 14. So this has been going on, people. This has been going on. And, as I said, it is not new to mankind's history. Why would he do something like that? He had to sell out to get where he's at. This is what happens in the world's kingdoms, in the world systems, in the world kingdoms. This is what Satan requires. This is the type of worship that he requires. Sexual perversion. Steal, kill, destroy. Okay? The more lewd, the more lascivious, the more immoral, the happier he is. Because this is what he is all about. This is what the enemy promotes. So anytime people engage in this type of behavior, they're actually worshiping him. They're worshiping him. Okay? To gain wealth, to gain power in the world's system, you have to sell your soul. You have to Give up your righteousness. You have to lower your standards. You have to participate in all sorts of lewdness. We see it throughout every... Ah, here we are. I'll hold that thought till after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com. This show's host page Amazon.com and any major bookstore overcoming sexual abuse. This is the Toginet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. 
Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R, dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. Yes, you heard the commercial of my wonderful husband, my late husband's uh, voice, please do, please do get your copy of Overcoming Sexual Abuse. It's right on target for uh, what we're talking about tonight, okay? So as I was saying before, I went into the break, though. This is what goes along with the enemy's agenda and his kingdom. The kingdoms of the world require require that you sell your soul, require that you become um, or be unrighteous, require that you participate in all forms of debauchery, okay? Witchcraft, pedophilia, um, homosexual behavior, orgies, um, lesbianism, you name it. That perversion is embedded and engrossed in things like government, entertainment. The higher up you go, the more power you seek, that's what you're usually going to find. That's what you're going to usually find. There's story after story about these kinds of things. I forgot all about the, the whole Epstein, the Epstein scandal um, and, and his, one of his top I don't even know what to call her. Um, back in the days of the brothels and the whorehouses and stuff, they would call her kind of like a madam. But in this case, she, the lady, Grislam, I think is how you say her name, was actually helping to, to find and, and recruit children for this sex ring of the so-called, so-called, and I don't, agree with that term, elite. Elite what? The elite ones of of Satan's kingdom, maybe, but not elite in the true sense, okay? So I'm going to run out of time here, so I just want to kind of back this up a little bit with 
um, an article that I found. I was very aware already from previous studies and whatnot of how prevalent this type of behavior is in mankind's history. Okay, I even talk about that in my book, how things like molestation and rape and and um, incest and those are things that are very common to to the to the to mankind. They are very common to the sinful nature of mankind, okay? But I found the f- more recent, fresh article, more well, fresher than some of the things that I had read before, I guess is the best way to put that. Um, um, and it's called Pedophilia in Ancient Greece and Rome. You can look it up. I found it online. Um Let's see, can I tell here uh, what site it was on? If you type in the site, you'll see it. But the author's name is uh, Jenna Ross. Jenna Ross. This is from May 23, 2020. Okay. I had a couple of articles I pulled up because of the panel that I was on, and this is one of them. And um, basically it talks in this article about how prevalent this behavior was in ancient Greece and Rome. It describes the fact that pedophilia is defined as sexual attraction to children. Okay, And I think I said in my book that you wouldn't expect an individual to be sexually attracted to a child, a child that's not even developed and you know, doesn't even have sensual or um, sexual, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, uh, not assets. Uh, what's the word? I can't think of the word I'm looking for. But anyway, you wouldn't expect that. You wouldn't expect that. But from someone who themselves has been perverted, from someone themselves who has been exposed to pornography or been abused themselves, they're already messed up. They're already perverted themselves. So they would be attracted to something that wouldn't be attractive, that shouldn't be attractive. Well, in this article, they talk about it, how in modern times, they say, pedophilia is seen as morally abhorrent behavior. This was back in 2020. Well, it's becoming less abhorrent. Anytime a, this person, whether she was a CEO or whatever the heck she was, or a justice can actually come out and be bold enough to defend and not only defend but push these types of actions, there's the bar has dropped, people. The bar has been lowered. It's not abhorrent like it used to be. It used to be considered a psychiatric disorder. That's on the secular side of things. That's in the medical, secular side of things. Scripturally, scripturally and biblically, it is still and it has always been classified as lewdness, lasciviousness, vileness, perversion, okay, unnatural. These behaviors, all of them, all of them, are outside of the parameters that God ordained, 
okay? The only lawful sex that God says is undefiled, is acceptable, is beautiful, is sex between a man and a woman that are married. That is the only approved form of sexual activity, all right? So saying that it was a psychiatric disorder, no, it's a sin disorder. This is what happens when people reject God and reject righteousness and are overtaken by sin, okay? The article goes on to say, acting on pedophilia, either by obtaining pornographic material of children or partaking in sexual or romantic relations with a minor who is under the legal age of consent, is illegal. But the ancient Romans and Greeks openly practiced forms of pedophilia, although it was not legally or morally regarded as it is today. So it was an open practice in their day. And it even was like a rite of passage to the so-called elite. It was something that amongst themselves was understood and accepted. Does it sound like what's happening today? Does it sound, it does to me. Um, I never heard this term before, but they said, pedis, let me see if I can say it right, pederasty, pederasty or pederasty, practice of pederasty in ancient Greece is defined as the sexual relationship between an adult man and a pubescent or adolescent boy. So they used to have their boy toys, as people would call them. Boy toys. The older man or the eristas. was usually in his mid to late 20s and was the pursuer in the relationship. The Eromenus, or beloved, which is a lie, it's not love, was usually in his mid to late teens and was actively pursued by the Aristeus. These relationships were often complicated and involved a lot more than just sex. Uh, being an eromenus was seen as a benefit and path to maturity, while being an aristeus seen as a civic duty. It's it's a long article. It's like ten pages long, so I can't get into all of it. But look it up. You'll get you'll get the gist of it. Okay, I want to get this in here before I have to end. Jesus loves children. Jesus loves children. We used to sing a song about that. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red or yellow, black or white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. That is backed up by scripture. Matthew 18, 1 through 6, describes how much Jesus loves children and what he thinks of children. And he says that 
we, as a matter of fact, are supposed to come to him like little children. We're supposed to humble ourselves and be like little children when it comes to seeking him and serving him. And he goes on to say that if you offend or if anyone offends the least of these little children, it is better that a stone be tied around their neck and that they be cast into the sea. In other words, drowned and killed. It is better for that to happen to that individual than for them to offend the least of God's little ones. And I assure you that what these people are doing to these children is offensive to these children to the point of trying to ruin their very identity, their soul, their relationship with God. And you need to know that God does see and he will deal with anyone, anyone who abuses and offends his little ones. I didn't get everything in that I wanted to get in, but we got to stop there. Okay. Until next time, enjoy your Passover and Resurrection season, and I will see you after the holiday or, or talk to you after the holiday. God bless. For being a part of I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones on Toginet. Ladies, this is your chance to join us for stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet, in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a straight-up show to enlighten and to lighten your load. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. For more information on Diane and her book, go to her show page here on Toginet and email her directly. Then, get set to join us here again next Monday night for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Yes. 